Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Aaron Polly from Of Mice and Men, and you are watching and listening to Metal on Loud magazine. Thank you for joining the podcast, man. Of course. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? Very well. How are things in your world? Uh, pretty repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> repetitive? Yeah, you know, been kind of Groundhog's Day-ish, but how's things with you? Uh, same old, same old. It's, uh, I've, I'm talking to a lot of bands lately, and that's a good thing. There's a lot of music going on. Oh, yeah. So, you have some uh, new music uh, coming out yourself uh, quite soon. Yeah, uh, we've put out two EPs this year. We have the third one coming along the way, uh, December 3rd, I believe is the street date, and um, that will complete the album. Yeah. Uh, what was the reason that you decided to go for three EPs and then turn that into an album instead of just releasing the album? Um, to be honest, we just wanted to sort of release music and get it to our fans, Um as we were creating it and finishing it, we wanted to sort of keep that dialogue mm -hmm. going, especially at a time where there wasn't really a lot else to offer, you know, as like a, as a band, there's not really much else for us to do with touring being canceled and whatnot. So um, it was something we'd actually talked about doing for a few records, actually, um, a few records ago. And so once we completed our contract with, uh, with Rise Records and we were talking to different labels, um, Sharp Tone was actually a label that was the most excited about doing EPs and they wanted to do something really creative with us. So, um, that was a big reason why we signed to them. Um, yeah. And it's been awesome. You know, it's, um, it, it creating an album is kind of no different. You sort of work on a few songs here, finish them, work on a few songs here, finish them, you know, it's, um, so being able to sort of put those out and say that the collective totality of work is the album rather than, you know, giving you, 40 minutes of music all at once and saying, you know, um, that that's the cohesive body of work. If anything, it allows us to sort of make it more episodic and, um, yeah. Episodic. Yeah. Uh, to me, it really felt like, um, uh, having a, a, a series on TV, like watching Netflix and having to return uh, for, for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was sort of the, the objective and it, it allows us to sort of keep a more constant conversation with our fans, with music um, and lyrics that are very relevant to us at the time that we're releasing them, you know, because a lot of time you can sort of go through a, um, a life experience or something and you want to like share that in music. And then by the time it ends up being released, you've kind of moved on past that. But I think sort of releasing music while you're still sort of there, it, it just gives that extra bit of connection, I think. Mm -hmm. When it comes to themes on this album, uh, what did you write about? Um, just life events and our perspective throughout them. You know, the first EP is very much about sort of feeling like maybe unsure about your place in the world or unsure about the future. You know, we'd kind of started working on it um, even before the pandemic shut everything down. Um, and a lot of those feelings, I think, just come with age and come with being more self-aware and aware of how things change around you. Um, and so, you know, the second EP um, is about the is about loss. It's about... Um, 
you know, I had lost my mother-in-law, my fiance's mom, and um, Tino had lost his mom, like while we were making that EP. So it's very, very, very heavy with um, with loss and grief. It's a very grief-stricken record, I think. Um, and then I think the third, the third EP is is sort of the next steps after that, where it's not necessarily about healing and now everything's better, but it's about understanding like perspective on things that like time still goes on for us. So we have to move forward and go through that. But a lot of that is sort of about understanding the passing of time and trying to make the most of it. I think it's, a, it's, it's as much introspective as it is um, about the world we live in, you know? Yeah. I've seen a lot of loss in my life. Uh, so it's, um, it instantly connected with me. I think for that reason. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's part of the human experience, you know, it's, um, I think the record in totality is probably about how the, uh, the best parts of the human experience and the worst parts of the human experience are deeply, deeply intertwined, you know, mm -hmm. to know great love is to know great loss. Um, yeah. And seeing how everything is connected that way. I think the older you get, the more, like, maybe you don't see it, but the more you become aware of it, you know. Yeah. I once wrote uh, that um, as we age, um, appreciation shifts from life's color to its shading. And I think that's really strong in this album as well. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard it. I've never heard that expressed that way, but I really like that. Uh, I write poetry. So uh, <laughs> that's one of my things. <laughs> I really love that. I will credit that to you anytime I say it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Would you say that uh, you are also a, a poetic person? I saw in the, in the, in the press release that uh, the description of the, the album, it sounds really poetic. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably don't label myself as much of that, but to me, the relation of things makes a lot of sense when describing something that's as three-dimensional as how you feel. Mm -hmm. um, it's sometimes easier to sort of paint a picture with words that describes a situation because you allow yourself or you allow the listener or reader to take themselves out of it and just see a situation for what it is or for, mm -hmm. for however you're, you know, whatever allegory you're sort of using for that. Um, but no, I love, I love poetry because I love the fact that some things that are very, very hard to make sense of seem to make a lot of sense when you just sort of mm -hmm. shift the, the view on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I call myself a musician. I don't even really call myself like a singer or a, a poet or anything like that, but. I think I, as, I, do, I do very, very much enjoy it. I think as with all arts, um, especially in music, you need to condense uh, a feeling or a set of emotions or uh, an impression down to it's very basic. And uh, I think you do that excellent with a song as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, sometimes sometimes there's there's lines where, and, and you know if you write poetry, sometimes sometimes there's things you'll write that, are, that will surprise you, that will make a lot of sense to yourself after you read it, where maybe it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, you know, especially feelings. Feelings are very complex and, and multifaceted and layered. Um, and so I think that helps, it helps me a lot to work through feelings to sometimes create metaphors and images for things that, mm -hmm. um, so I can sort of remove myself out of it and sort of see it from the top down, you know. If you look back at your earlier work, uh, do you still uh, connect with uh, those things you wrote back then? Um, in a way, 
I can connect to the history. Um, a lot of times I'm not in the same place, which is like a good thing. Um, but I can always sort of connect back to those moments, you know, I don't know that I'm necessarily the same person and connected with it that same way, but to, you know, it's almost like a yearbook. It's almost like going back in time and going through your yearbook and you're like, Oh, I remember, I remember these people. I remember the environment where we were creating this. I remember sort of what was going on in the world. Um, and I think I have more memories associated with that, with songs and stuff than even things like a yearbook. Yeah. I, if I uh, read back in my stuff, um, uh, I often think I re recognize the situation, but not the person. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And I think it's that's a good thing. That 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 means that you've grown beyond that, you know, yeah. in some in some capacity or other. Yeah, absolutely. One of the uh, big advantages, I think, of uh, the, the the format you chose this time with three EPs is that you have a lot more artwork. Oh, definitely. It's, it's amazing artwork this time, man. It's really expressive. <clears throat> oh, Derek Hess did such a brilliant job. He was somebody that um, designed a lot of uh, album covers and images and T-shirts and things like that um, in the hardcore and post-hardcore and metalcore scene, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. So like when we were growing up listening to it. Um, and he has a very... Uh, he is very gifted in turning music or lyrics into a visual that tugs at whatever same heartstring that that lyric or music is supposed yeah. to. Because, you know, we have lots of them. We have lots of stuff attached to us, but he's able to sort of figure out where the music tugs and he can create an image that sort of pulls on that exact same node within ourselves. And I think, um, yeah, that was that was one of the joys of of doing this broken up like that, is being able to sort of create different visuals and pieces of artwork that fit with the music you know and he did such a brilliant job how uh, did you um uh, ask him um what was his assignment from you guys or what he um, set out to do the the idea of the birds in the wire i think the first ep was very specific um he had drawn a couple i had this idea of two birds on a wire and one of them's flying away that sort of represents you know losing somebody and us still being here kind of stuck um and i remember he he had just sketched something down on a napkin like literally like what about something like this and i was like that is that's perfect it just hit me it hit me as like it was kind of what i saw in my head but but way better and like three-dimensional and um it was very sort of, um, you know, I would just kind of give him very loose ideas of sort of what I see in my head because I'm not a very visually artistically inclined person. Um, I have ideas, but I can't manifest them at all. <laughs> so, um, you know, he did it. He did a really, really great job with all of the album artwork. Yeah, singles too. Yeah, the singles, the album, um, and then Frankie Nasso and his team were able to take Derek Hess's artwork and basically create these amazing hand-drawn animated music videos around it. Um, there was just so much, there was so much art and collaboration and, and creative people getting together to do something that's exciting for everybody. Mm -hmm. that it made it really fun. You know, it, it didn't feel like we were hiring a video guy or hiring a artist to like make our vision. It was sort of like create alongside this, you know, and it ends up being something that's, more complimentary than just musicians trying to dictate visuals, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
It must be an exciting time to uh, to be in of mice and men right now. Uh, a lot of things happening. Uh, things are getting moving again. How do you look at this uh, particular release in this moment in time? Um, I'm excited. I, I always love getting new music out to people. Um, it's really hard from the inside to feel like lots of stuff is happening because lots of stuff was happening when nobody knew about it. And now most of that work is done and now it's just getting ready to release. So sometimes it can feel almost, um, it can feel almost antithetical, you know, where a lot is happening in the world and the perceptions that, that there's a lot going on. But in reality, that was work that was done a few months ago. And now we're slowly picking up, you know, working again and, and working on new projects and things like that. So there's always that little bit of limbo time where you're finished and you're just waiting for a release and you're like, damn, like what's next? You know, like, uh -huh. like I just, wanna, I want to work on the next thing. And at the same time, I also want to be present enough to celebrate releasing new music for our fans. Cause you know, uh -huh. I'm, I'm a huge music lover and a music fan. Slipknot just put out a song yesterday and I'm stoked. Limp Bizkit just put out an album last week and I'm stoked cause I love those bands and I love those bands since I was, you know, a teenager. Yeah. And, um, I think it's a really cool thing to be able to share music with people that, you know, are excited for it. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of music going around right now. It's uh, like we all woke up from a, a deep, deep coma. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like bands had nothing to do for a year, you know? Yeah, who <laughs> knew? Uh, was it hard for you, uh, this uh, uh, pandemic uh, uh, period? Because uh, you've been around for 13 years now, I think, as a band. And uh, you released seven albums now. So that's <laughs> an album uh, every two years. That, that, that's a lot of production. Yeah, I think the hardest thing is learning to sort of reevaluate and then figure out what you're going to do for a band like us. That's been around that's on our seventh record and that's put out a record and tour and then gone back to the studio off tour and then put out a record and toured. You sort of get very used to a certain kind of lifestyle and expectation and not, not, not lifestyle in the sense of like, like, money making or things like that but life's uh, just in terms of like what you can expect for the next 12 months of your life uh, you know please. and i think all of a sudden it, it you're sort of forced to stop and then reevaluate not only your position but also where the world is at and then you sort of have to decide like okay well we're going to do something different now And there's part of that that's very, very difficult because human beings just don't we don't like breaking routines routines are like Routines make us feel safe and, and make us feel, um, you know, it, routines are good for our mental well-being even. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's, but the caveat, and I will say, because I, I like to try and find a silver lining in things. There is so much to be said about not having a studio, not having contact with each other. And just having the drive and passion to create new music, and we were able to create three EPs without ever being in the same room together, yeah. without having without having an external producer or an external studio or external engineers. Like we were able to basically create the album ourselves, like on Zoom and Dropbox, um, and then I did the mixing and mastering for it. And it was kind of cool to sit back after the fact and be like, "Damn!" Like it never, I guess, because. Um, You know, there's an old saying, you know, how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time, you know, and that's all you can do. And it's kind of, it's kind of 
cool to sit back now and see how many elephants we've actually eaten. <laughs> um, because at the time it seems really daunting, but we, we love creating music and we love creating with each other. So however we have to do that, if it's via zoom and Dropbox, you know, that's mm-hmm. technology's made that possible now. Yeah. And so, um, it's amazing. Song, it. You know what I mean? The songs made it like it, we could have easily just written songs and then not had the wherewithal to be like, how do we create this into an album? And then they would be sitting in a Dropbox right now, but the songs are out and people can connect with them. And that to me is like, that's the most valuable thing, man. Like I, it, it's cool. And it like, it's, it's, you know, it's a little ego boost when people are like, yeah, your music's good, but yeah. it's way more of a compliment to me personally, when someone is like, I connected with this and it resonated with me. It's like, cause it's, music's not about being like good or being cool or like getting awards. It's about like sharing something you've gone through in hopes that somebody who's going through something similar just feels a little bit less alone. Cause music did that for me. And I think music did that for most people. Yeah. Human connection, very important. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. That's all we have. <laughs> you yeah. know, Look at look at the passing of time and look how different life is now than it was even 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's like all we have is human connection because everything else will change. Technology will change. Horse and horse and buggy will turn to cars. Cars will turn into electric cars and then who knows, maybe we'll be teleporting someday. But everything does have its uh, everything does have its dark sides as well, because there's a lot of hate online, there's a lot of negativity online, there are people who are disconnected through online media in the same room. But at the same time, it brings so many things together and makes things like uh, recording an album over distance possible. It's strange yeah. times. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 it is. And it's, it's crazy how much power people give away through the internet of, to allow other people to change the way they feel about things, you know? people that you've never met or that you would never interact with on the street can say something to you in a two-dimensional format on your phone on something that you can turn off and it will still affect you. And it's like, those are choices that we make to allow other people to affect us. And at the same time, I think that takes a lot of um, courage and that's sort of the weird evolutionary stage we're at as human beings where technology does so much for us and we do so little in terms of using our creativity for survival like we used to. Yeah, I just thought we went from peer pressure to peer-to-peer pressure. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. And it's um it's 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 interesting to see. It's just, you know, I try and just stay out of all of it. I like to be an observer. I think our jobs as artists and musicians is not to be like in the fray, but to observe mm-hmm. and report the fray. Because art and music, just art in general, I think lasts longer than talking points. Art lasts longer than whatever the political narrative of today is. Because I can tell you who past presidents in U.S. history were, but I couldn't tell you what their platforms were if you're talking about Millard Fillmore in the 1800s or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah, But music and art and things like that are a way for honest reporting in a way that isn't necessarily subjected to the same kinds of scrutiny necessarily. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's all very esoteric. I I, I write mostly about how I feel. (laughs) And that's important enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You already have a little bit of a a tour agenda for next year. Uh, I saw uh, that you have some uh, festival gigs planned. Um, So how's your year going to look? 
Um, we're very excited, uh, a little nervous, you know, because it's, it's different. Everything has changed now. Um, and I'm excited to see what that brings. Um, I try to not hold too many expectations, you know? Um, Hey, hold on a second. This is actually, this is actually good. My manager's calling me right now. I'm going to tell him I'm on an interview. I'm going to tell him I'm live right now. Hey, Andy. What up, mate? How are you? I'm good. I'm in the middle of a, of a video press interview. <laughs> Hey, you're you're on it now too though, but it's all good. <laughs> all righty, I hope it's good news. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, well we're going to have to redact this from the podcast, but <laughs> All righty, take it easy. I'll ask my sound guy to uh, put a bleep over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wild. I can't wait for you. That's all about. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you know, it's it's things like that. It's things like little phone calls where it's like you can possibly create something with somebody, and it's that to me is that's that's how human beings got here. Like it's from collaboration, and and it's. Um, through creativity, you know, and technology makes it easy for us to not be creative for survival. But that's a very, you know, I say it all the time, but like the need for human beings to be creative and create is a primal. It is an ancient primal instinct. That is what got us food and water and shelter and community and safety, you know, like the, the, the things you need. Um, it's a very primal sort of human need to create and to take the environment around us for better or worse and just change it a little bit. And I think um, to me, knowing that and kind of keeping that in my mind, whatever the future brings is kind of exciting because it'll be different. The best creativity is spread by chaos, so um, we're in good times. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Do you have any last words uh, for your fans out there, our viewers? Um, that we're thinking about you. That um, you're not just people that listen to our music. You're human beings that we think about, you know? I think about the experiences of people who might turn on our music for a, a little pick me up or something. Um, and you know, just that we're thinking about you and that we are creating music and we can't wait to get back out on the road. And, um, yeah, maybe that's it. I think a lot of times, a lot of times people will sort of take that time to like try and sell their record or something, but it's like, we're going to end up putting most of our record on streaming services before you ever have the chance of purchasing it. Um, cause for us, the connection, that's what we want. Those are awesome words and very much appreciated. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, please, you, just please just redact Andy calling me about. We'll that. Do that. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, it's, um, yeah, just that we're thinking about you guys. Yeah. Thanks and very Andy, much for your time. Thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for covering our music and for covering our band because there's so many amazing bands and so much amazing art and I hugely value your time and, uh, and uh, for putting us on your platform. Thank you. It's our absolute pleasure. That's all love, man. That's it, man. You take it easy. Keep it metal. Spread the love. And uh, we'll see you soon, okay?